0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare
0: Welcome to Bottoming, the podcast about LGBTQ mental health, rock bottoming and beyond.
1: Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BottomingPod or visit bottomingpodcast.com for more content relating to each episode. We've also added a support page to direct you to the right place if you're struggling or need someone to talk to. Thanks
0: for listening and don't forget to subscribe.
1: Here we are, in the same room. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, so we're not actually in the same room. Obviously, we're we're separate because of um, you know, Miss coronavirus. Randa. And um, it's actually. I mean, I feel like even you know, you know, with this whole year that everyone's kind of regressed into being like, you know, socially awkward and mm. anxious because no one's been seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. This still feels a bit awkward to me. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like yeah. the, the 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 fact that you actually. Have to have a conversation with someone and it needs to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's quite stressful.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to be honest, what's making this worse is that I can obviously we can see each other because we've Facetimed each other. Yeah. And then muted the microphone there so we can then mm. plug the equipment in. But I still can't see your mouth and you can't see my mouth. Basically, <laughs> mouth replicating real life. Yeah. IRL. So this is even worse than a normal awkward video call. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But anyway, so here we um, are. This isn't actually. March 2019, Matthew. This is yeah. What? What? Where are we? December 2020. <laughs> what happened? Where, 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 where have we been?
0: Oh, we just needed a bit of a break. I needed a bit of a break. Yeah. I think we all needed a bit of a break. Mm. Um, we said at the time we're going to do 16 episodes. <laughs> it's going to be stunning. I forgot it was that many. <laughs> we 16. had 16 episodes planned. Mm. I was traveling between Hackney and camberwell peckham mm-hmm. well, at it least might as once... well have been spain because yeah at the... least once every two weeks <laughs> we were interviewing people in between mm-hmm. i had counseling we both had jobs yeah there was still a lot happening mm-hmm. and then on top of all of that we were then opening ourselves up to and just open other people up. Out, <laughs> for the <I> entertainment think... <laughs> and well, we had enough
1: sometimes but i think also for our friendship to survive i think we needed to just yeah. you know call it for a bit mm-hmm. um but yeah so i was going to therapy in i think that following month so april um and you were just coming out of therapy mm-hmm. so a lot of changes going on and like you say it's just you know very hard-hitting topics that yeah. hopefully you know moving forward will be able to be a bit you
0: mm-hmm.
1: know a bit yeah upbeat
0: so i think we both had enough time to- I'm in space. I should say it was not the three or four-week little mid-season break <laughs> that we'd anticipated it to be.
1: No, I mean, we even um, took them all offline because we, mm. we thought, you know, why would people search for us um, <laughs> when, you know, we're not producing any new content? But then, lo and behold, conversation started and, mm-hmm. and here we are, we're back. So so mm-hmm. why now? What Why are we back? I
0: mean, I think, I know we've spoke about it over the summer, briefly. Mm-hmm. I... Was feeling it was the it was the right time to at least put the episodes back online. Mm. I think this year, which I guess we can discuss in a bit more detail in a sec, but this year alone, yeah, I think has raised a lot of really big topics that maybe we'd thought about in previous episodes. We'd spoken about, whereas it kind of brought everything to the top this mm. time round. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know from from me personally, when I was thinking about the episodes from last year, yeah, it kind of. I know it would have helped me to have listened to, even listened to auto and episodes back again. (laughs) Yeah. Just to kind of, when you're feeling like you're in a little bit of a spiral, a little bit lost of stuff, just to hear something. Yeah. That maybe gets you back onto a track. So I thought it was was the right time to at least put the old episodes back online. And then we've just kind of gone from there, haven't we?
1: Exactly. I think um, also a lot of things have changed with us personally. Obviously, although um, this year has been what it's been, Mm -hmm. Um, I think with me finishing therapy last year, kind of starting to figure out what I want to do with my life other than just burn out every three months, um, (laughs) because that has been a trend. Um, And yeah, I just think we're both in a better place to to have a bit more of a Mm -hmm. a separation between what we're talking about and actually what we're feeling. Yeah. Yeah deep down in the darkest parts of ourselves so um
0: yeah because i mean even at the even at the the kind of the most difficult conversations we had on last um i say last year last year's podcast mm-hmm. episodes it kind of as insightful as it was for us and as informative and kind of all of those other elements of things that we got i think at the core of everything that we were doing with it it was like therapy for us as well mm, absolutely. which i know we would kind of spoke about maybe with a little bit of naivety in the start mm. Saying you know we want to talk stuff out, we want to learn from people, we want to do that. <laughs> we hadn't anticipated maybe the weight that it would have added to us and yeah. our own, our own things as well. So
1: well, you know, like from, from personal experience, well, we both know from personal experience that w- when you're going through therapy is such a, a taxing thing mm-hmm. emotionally. Obviously, it's really um, it can have obviously therapeutic value, but when you're going through it, it is just like. You're, you're digging around and, and, and like sewing bits back together, pulling mm-hmm. things apart. And it does have a physical effect on you. Um, and I think talking about it in the way we did initially, we, we obviously did it in a safe space because we had each other, mm-hmm. but there was no um, <clears throat> professional. There was no, you know, someone who could guide the conversation in terms yeah. of like um, a clinical psychologist. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think it was just a bit, a bit trickier initially but yeah
0: this time around at least I think both of us have kind of agreed that we're approaching it with a completely new <laughs> a new... completely new way of, yeah. of doing it all yeah. um and that kind of is both in how we work together with these podcasts but also the way we're gonna format them the content we want to be talking about and mm-hmm. how much of ourselves maybe we feel like we need to Put out there in the same way as we maybe the last time. Yeah. I think we both know how to navigate our own things a bit better. Totally. This time round. So, should we maybe do a little twenty twenty recap then? Because okay, I know it's been okay, okay. an absolute shit show, train wreck. Yeah house that dumps dumps the house the (laughs) dumpster fire fire. oh my god Uh, so yeah how was um how has your 2020 been so far brendan
1: i was having i was having to think about this before because um obviously for for everyone i feel like this is just you know um how in stranger things they go to the upside down it's kind of the same but it's really Mm -hmm. grotty and different it (laughs) kind of feels like that the whole year for absolutely everyone because Obviously, with mental health and any kind of issues we've had in the past, you can feel really isolated in the fact that it can sometimes feel like you're the only person going through Mm -hmm. it. But I feel like this is quite a unique experience where Mm -hmm. we've, you know, absolutely everyone has been going through the same things. Yeah. Obviously, each person has their own additional things on top of that that they're going through, which makes things even harder. Um, But then but on a general level, we all have had to, you know, make sacrifices and then, so yeah, I was thinking about my, you know, personal year. For me, on Boxing Day last year, um, I was made redundant from my job. So it didn't necessarily start with a great, you know, mm-hmm. bang. Um, I was looking for jobs. I was trying to come off my medication, but I um, had some side effects, which meant that I had to go back on my medication. Um, so I was a bit, started the year a bit off kilter anyway. And then obviously this... This all kicked off, had a few different jobs. And, um, during the first pandemic, I actually got a job as, um, a support worker at a mental health hospital, um, in Southwest London. And, um, that was really useful to kind of get some experience on the wards to yeah. obviously see other mental illnesses, um, up close and personal and, you know, get to know new people, um, and see different ways of working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the only thinking about obviously what I had in, in mind for this year initially thing was to start my MSc. So mm-hmm. I've started my MSc in psychology in September. And for me, that was like my, my goal. That's what I was looking forward to. Even throughout lockdown, I was just like, OK, well, I've got that aim. I know that's going to happen in September. I'll just keep going. It might not be the same way uh, that I thought it would be because obviously it's all online. Mm-hmm. But that was my like thing that I kept fixated on. So, um, that's been a new, a new thing for me getting to know new, uh, new subjects. And I guess um, just,
0: to, sorry, just to interrupt with that mm. as well. It's like, obviously the last time we were doing this, you were in a very different trajectory with your career and what you were doing day to day. Yeah, totally. So like within that short space of time, you've gone from doing the job you were doing mm. to then mid pandemic going to work in a hospital in a mental health ward and then now studying it. What yeah. kind of, what was the shift last year? Because I think it might it might be useful for other people that are
1: in yeah I mean I just similar positions I got to a rut it was it was during it was during um, therapy and it was it was a case of uh, I just didn't enjoy what I was doing I'd, I'd gotten to a point of um, you know career satisfaction in, in that what I'd pictured my job to be in terms mm-hmm. of like create I was a creative manager so you know I was in a good position. Um, it's what my I, I did my degree in. It was it was um, you know what I imagined for myself, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel right, and, and it just I just did, really didn't enjoy what I was doing. So for me, I think the, the main push for me was was going through therapy in terms of um, the transformative effect it had on me. Just completely blew me away. I just didn't really mm-hmm. expect it to have that effect, and so I just wanted to you know get into that field and hopefully be able to do that for other people. Um, so I'm starting, obviously, a, a very long process of trying to become, you know, hopefully in the end, a clinical psychologist, but um, now I'm just doing an, a conversion degree to convert my, you know, creative BA into a degree uh, appropriate um, to study further. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm also just living out of London now, which has been good to give me a reset. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's where the con- <laughs> we needed the context on that, because obviously... <laughs> You know, we mentioned at the start, we're not in the same location and mm. we're not talking like Hackney and Peckham anymore.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> not in Kansas anymore. Oh, we're definitely not in Kansas anymore. Um, what yes. Brendan? Well, <laughs> so again, I, I, I do make these decisions and, and I really s- stick to them when I make them. Mm. Um, but then... And you
0: don't... When you make them, you like yeah. make them, like
1: it's zero to 100 yeah there's no you know shall i shan't i it's okay look like we're doing this or it's the end mm. kind of thing
0: so just just for for the for the audience for people listening how um how long was it from deciding you were going to leave to being in this place that you're now living in two weeks two weeks yeah not even a month's
1: notice not even a month's notice <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't breach any contracts let's get that straight yeah <laughs> <there>. um <laughs> yeah it was (laughs) it it was two weeks it it was a very fast turnaround um but it just so happened you know the the job was there the flat was available and it wasn't in my hometown it's like a village outside my hometown so it had a bit of a separation so it didn't feel like i was actually moving home Mm -hmm. you know price was right (laughs) i don't (laughs) don't know what else to say but um (laughs) It, I just felt really overstimulated in London. I, I just I just had no... Uh, there was no off switch. Uh, and, I mean, it, I could... People just, pay know. for that feeling, Brendan. Huh? People pay for that feeling. <laughs> I mean, I probably will end up paying for that feeling, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it could be that when we put these out next year that I'll be back in London and it'll be mm-hmm. completely the same. But... Um, for the for the minute which is where i'm kind of resting on with with any of my feelings to you know negative or positive is that um you know it is what it is and just feel it when it's when it's happening and and just go with your gut with everything that's why i found Mm -hmm. if you have the means to do so anyway 2020
0: Matthew um yeah I mean it was probably one of the better 2020s I kind of have to acknowledge that um <laughs> so uh, I mean I started the year off was like you know like the the Boris Johnson picture like this is going to be a great year for Britain oh. I was like right this is the year I feel yeah. on top of things this is the year three months in obviously point into lockdown mm-hmm. I was then put on furlough um which was fine i had been maybe too invested in the news cycles before that. Mm-hmm. Got like a, a bit of a weird um, interest in global natural disasters and big big crises like that. So it's probably best that we were locked down because that kind of took all of the um, responsibility I felt out of my hands. I was able just to properly switch off at that point because there was literally nothing we could do other than mm-hmm. walk to the shops. Yeah. So March probably was a really good thing for me. I was then put on furlough for... Almost four months, three months. Um, and then obviously lockdown for so long had a big impact um financially. A lot of people were made redundant and I was one of those people. Um redundancy was not on my twenty twenty <laughs> bingo um cards, but there we go. Um I then kind of had told myself I was moving home, I was applying for jobs I didn't want, um came across actually someone someone that I know from Instagram sent me over this um job that i'm very fortunately currently in um and i managed to sort that out um towards the end of summer so i went from working in the diversity space which i loved loved anyway but i'm working specifically in an lgbt housing organization and for older people which is like a dream job that at the time i didn't know even existed um it's really early days but i am i'm so happy with with the job at the minute and kind of what the next few years are looking like with that so
1: I'm so pleased
0: in terms of generally <laughs> I think i've done I've managed to do quite well this mm-hmm. year, which I really do have to acknowledge and appreciate um one of the other big things that happened this year was um the 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 completion let's say of like a four year um thing that I had going on from a previous job of mine um i made uh, I had an experience in the job I was in when I first graduated several experiences um that were not okay and it kind of it told me what a workplace shouldn't be like and I knew that when I'd left and realized maybe the scale of that that I needed to do something about it so I'd made the complaint at the time and then a few months after I'd been picking it up and I wasn't able to speak about this on previous episodes because it was like an ongoing process Mm. um both with the organization but also with press but after we'd finished our last episodes last year, I kind of picked it back up again when I felt like I was in a bit of a better headspace. Mm. They didn't really give a shit. Um, so the only option I felt like I was left to do was to go to press about it. Um, and the story was picked up in in in, in a way um, by the Metro last summer. Um, it was anonymous because the risk was too high for them, they felt, in publishing a story. Um, even though they had years worth of back and forward emails, repeated claims, there's a review on Glassdoor, like all of these things are all in there. Um, and people would say like, why are you still, why is it still an issue? Why are you still bothered about it? But the fact that I, it took up so much space in my mind and the way I felt about it and how the longer away it, it got from leaving the job, the more set I was on trying to fix it because I didn't want other people to go through the same experience knowing that all of the same people were still in positions um so last autumn I ended up getting in touch with a um, reporter from the business fashion um the fashion industry is a shit show for a range of things but the issue I had was specific in the sense that it was about my my issue is that it was the lack of understanding about how gay men engage in the workplace and that the levels of what's acceptable and not acceptable seem to be very different and blurred than if it was say a male senior uh, leader and mm-hmm. then a um like a younger woman say mm-hmm. the kind of the the rules are, are there to, to understand a bit better than two men um and i needed to know that that something was happening with it so it was uh, almost a almost the year in the making, um, with that article. But there was a lot of other people that ended up speaking out. Um, it became a lot bigger than just my story. It became more of a cultural piece. There was mm. bullying. There was a lot of things in there. Unfortunately, um, there's been there have been changes in that organisation, which was all I wanted back in 2016. Mm. Um, the people that I felt were at fault have have been adjusted, either moved within the company, which. We should have been more severe than that, or they've left the organisation. So, I feel like in terms of of what I needed to do with that, it's it's happening. There seems to be better policies in place too. So, kind of, I'm finally was able to lay that to rest over the summer when that article came out, which has been a really big weight been lifted, um, because it was an ongoing issue for going on four years for me. So, I'm um yeah, I'm pleased that that's gone. But overall, I really shouldn't complain about 2020 because I feel like I've been quite lucky to be honest mm. um, but I know generally obviously 2020 a global pandemic that nobody <laughs> has ever experienced before <laughs> um, <sighs> I think that the number of deaths that we see yeah, the numbers we're, being, we're seeing reported in the press I think all of that has an impact on people mm. um, Black Lives Matter earlier this year yeah again, that felt like a real movement and like such a big shift mm-hmm. in how we think and speak about um, lots of different things, but especially around racial issues, mm-hmm. the combination of all of those things, have, it's made for a very intense year. Yeah, definitely. And I think even if you've had a really great year personally, I think you've also had all of those other issues going on as well that will have impacted in mm-hmm. one way or another. So one of the really interesting studies that came out this year, um, there's been quite a few COVID mental health-related studies have come out, but UCL and Sussex University um, released a study. They found that the lockdown specifically was having a really severe impact on LGBT people's mental health. Um, And a large part of that was to do with especially younger LGBT people who were forcibly confined, should we say, through the lockdown. with bigoted relatives which I mean I think anyone that is LGBT plus knows what it is like to try and hide your identity whether that's to your family to friends to people you work with Mm. It, it takes an enormous amount of brain power to do that and emotional energy so I think that is a kind of unexpected um side effect of lockdown which is supposed to be a benefit for general health so this study did find that around 69% of respondents suffered depressive symptoms and it rose to about 90% of those that had suffered homophobia or transphobia. Um, and about a sixth of the respondents, so there's 310 respondents, which isn't an enormous amount, but mm. it's still a large a large proportion of people yeah. um, had faced discrimination during the pandemic because of their sexuality. Um, that also rose more than a third when it was people living in a home where they felt that they couldn't be open about their identity and 10% of those people had said they felt unsafe in their homes. So if you you can check, the we'll put this on the website, but you can check um, The Guardian um, in this. A previous guest of ours actually, um, so Natasha Walker from Switchboard, LGBT Switchboard, commented on this study and said that there was, um, in in relation to the cause of Switchboard we're getting, there was 44% more conversations where people are struggling, 57% more conversations discussing isolation, um, Tash said that the number of young people getting in touch with the charity had greatly increased, with many making contact through the instant messaging um, service on their website or email, and we know that's because they didn't want to feel like they were being overheard on the phone. There was also a start release, so the LGBT Foundation had also um, released some figures. They had 25% more calls about suicidal thoughts um during lockdown and they had uh, increase um, had seen increased demand continuing to rise um, even when the restrictions were easing over the summer they said that the mental health crisis calls they received had increased by 123% in the past month so that was over august july and august Jeez. um calls about abuse had risen by 86% domestic violence by 65% and substance misuse by 50% so it is really important i think to i think especially kind of people that are in comfortable-ish jobs Mm. maybe don't have a family to support there's been a very severe difference in what people's experiences have been of this Mm. year Absolutely. like if you're in a job where you can't be furloughed and you're not having to support a family it's a bit like an extended break Mm -hmm. but there's obviously people in a range of situations and i think it's just a big consideration that needs to be had um when we talk about the, the impact of lockdowns and the way people react to those and services that are on offer because we continue to see mental health services, funding's cut, mm-hmm. charities, funding um, being cut as well. So it just feels like kind of an anti-government thing at the minute, but there's just nothing that they seem to be doing right when it comes to this side of stuff at the moment.
1: Definitely. I think it's also really important to say that you know, frontline healthcare workers are absolutely under so much strain in terms of obviously physical um, output, but mental output as well, being, you know, under these huge restrictions, um, the amount of PPE they have to wear and um, being short staffed, having to work extra hours. And we all know what, you know, burnout can do to people. But when you're in a position where obviously you're also trained to help people and you want to do that because that's your job. It's, it's just, yeah, the, the detrimental effect on healthcare workers is just, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be enduring.
0: Mm-hmm. Obviously, the news today that the first vaccination outside of trials was given to little 90-year-old Maggie. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> so, I am feeling... A little bit more hopeful about 2021. I know mm-hmm. it'll take a little bit um, of time, obviously, until we get to any sort of normality, but it does feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel now.
1: I mean, Matthew, speaking of that, has 2020 done anything right? <laughs> anything?
0: I mean, I could probably list a few things off. I don't know if people would agree with them per se. <laughs> <laughs> so my, I'd say, three highlights. I'm just going to say them now. Okay. okay. Lady Gaga released Chromatica. <gasps> Obsessed.
1: You know, um, Stupid Love was my top song on Spotify. <laughs> that is a big um, shock. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a shock to my, my, my mates, uh, Tish and Becky, because we were Gaga-ites, little monsters. <laughs> Gaga-ites. <Right>. Um, <laughs> you know, back in the day. But yeah, honestly, I'd I, I dwindled away, for, I'd, I'd, I'd like gone away from Gaga for a bit, but... You know, this album, man. I am shocked. Kicks ass.
0: Honestly, those 90s, like 90s house inspiration, all those beats. That was like, honestly, growing up in Liverpool, Yeah. listening to Radio City on the way to school when I was a kid, it would always be like house. Yeah. Or it would be like, it was just always such good music. So when I heard that she was releasing an album, the inspiration I just pictured behind you in it, a
1: crop top and a little bum bag. I, I <laughs> Like, thinking you were really cool, but actually just <laughs> fully queer.
0: So, Grammatica, big one for me. Yeah. Um, Michaela Cole. Oh. Well, Michaela Cole, to begin with, yeah, As God. a as an entity, is phenomenal. <laughs> However, I May Destroy You. Yes. Which was, start to finish, probably one of the best pieces of television mm-hmm. I've seen. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah. And I think... If anyone's listening to this because they like content we talk about, you if you haven't already you need to watch I May Destroy You. Yeah. It is based on a real um a real experience that Michaela had when she was actually filming Chewing Gum Season Two. And she has has put all of that into this programme as a form of release, form of therapy, I guess, as well. Mm. But it is incredible. So I may destroy you.
1: What's your third one?
0: So, I only finished it last night, but Industry. Have <gasps> you seen? have
1: started watching it yet. Is oh that the one that Lena Dunham <laughs> helped produce?
0: Yeah, so she only did the first episode, I found out. Yeah, I thought she did more, which is why I started watching it. Maybe they but can honestly, obsessed.
1: It's so good. Is it? Okay, I'll yeah, have to watch and
0: it. Again, fantastic soundtrack, so. Okay. okay. They've been my...
1: They've, Your they've top been my three. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a top three, but I just started making a list <laughs> earlier. Um... So my dad wrote a porno just brought out their Christmas episode podcast and mm-hmm. it's absolutely hilarious. O- o- obviously super weird, but it's mm-hmm. based upon It's a Wonderful Life the film, but it's um, you know, Belinda blinked and all the filth. Um, We Are Who We Are on uh, HBO.
0: I have thoughts
1: of of that show. Mhm. Okay. Good or bad? Have you finished it? Yes. Okay. Which the last episode Left it a bit let's not funny, give sp- but Let's not give the spoilers. Up until the last episode, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was absolutely explosive. And it just really encapsulated, you know, youth for me in mm. in, in, in a nutshell. Um, but we'll talk about and that. And all of
0: the topics that they covered, like current,
1: oh, very, really interesting.
0: Yeah. But none of it felt forced.
1: No, no. Not and I think all.
0: the kids that were... Whitney.
1: great casting. again, fantastic, yeah, yeah. Um, I also finished watching this documentary called Transhood, um, mm-hmm. which is about I think it's I think five, four, six trans kids um, in America, and it follows them over five years, and it's really, really interesting if you're interested in um, mm. um, the process of um, what it's like for someone trans growing up um, and the different methods of um you know developing their identity um really really fascinating um what else the undoing was very gripping
0: oh the undoing was the coats you all yeah, oh, the the oh, <laughs> Nicole my God. Kidman yeah fantastic, fantastic. yeah <laughs> also
1: social media has been a saving grace this year Can haven't you deleted about... all your accounts um uh... <laughs> Brendan says he's only got one account left. <laughs> it is my only account, but it's 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 the only one I on need. Instagram. <laughs> but it has, you know, it, it feeds TikTok to Instagram. I don't really like TikTok, but mm. I do like whatever's um, put on Instagram. Mm. Um, but I just want to talk about these for these four individuals. So one Caitlin Riley, the overactive listener, which is what's in there quoted in my bio for um for our new website, where she's like, mm-hmm, right. Right. Oh oh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right. And just like comp- moving around, just I felt red to filth. Um Jordan Firstman's Secrets. He does his impressions, which are fucking hilarious. Yeah, the impressions are good, but the secret The Secrets <laughs> So juicy. Um Benny Drama, um when he does grown up Annie is just I'll have to link you to it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that one. So it's basically Annie as an absolute trash grown-up, smoking, she's violent, aggressive, um, but hilarious. And then there's this other account called Servideo, um, and another impressions account. She does this character called Vittoria, um, who's like this southern southern girl, and she does Anubis (laughs) as like a modern-day fashionista living her (laughs) life in New York. (laughs) and it's so funny Um, also I want to say that I've had a couple of jobs this year as per usual um, and I've met some really 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 nice people and I'm just very uh, grateful to be around you know people that I like and that have (laughs) brought something new to my life I think that's that's, uh, something definitely to note
0: So, what are we expecting for Season 2?
1: Quick, easy...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean you, I mean the episodes.
1: (laughs) Oh the episodes, well, as soon as that vaccine comes in, honestly. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Um, So,
0: what we've agreed to do (laughs) this time round, the episodes are not going to be super long. I think that was one of the issues that led us to falling off the edge last time. We're going to make episodes more digestible. We're going to pick up <laughs> some of the topics that we didn't get to do last season. Yeah. Because, we, I mean, it was a good set of episodes we had planned. It was just completely unachievable. Yeah, exactly. In but the time we're we gonna...
1: had, and the brain space we had.
0: Yeah. Obviously, this year has shaken everything up, so there's some stuff that we're going to maybe discussing that wasn't as much of an issue at the time that we want to bring um, to the forefront of it this time around. So... Mm-hmm i think generally just we're both in a better place feeling refreshed yeah ready to start next year and these new episodes just with a whole clean slate
1: clean slate it's going to be absolutely i'm very very excited Mm. um yeah i am very excited do you want to hear um a list of titles for the episode that i i put together before this (laughs) (laughs) they're all really bad but i think i just want to read them okay so okay do over question mark should have gone to spec savers as in should a trembling fear covidio phone covid19 forever pull yourself together over and out go the distance from a distance you look like my friend which is a bit middle quote which i thought was too long and too gay TikTok 2020 you know <laughs> that one is the winner for me well mask for mask which is too obvious um one way oh
0: that is great for i like mask for mask
1: yeah one way or no other um, and then um this dance gonna be okay <laughs> um, but my final one which is my favorite is another year older and the pfizer Oh, another thing which I put in my... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to have to say this. Today, Love of Huns posted um, a quote from Nigella. The way she says microwave, yeah. microwave. <laughs> she warms them mug in the microwave. In the microwave. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can call the episode, microwave. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're doing amazing, sweetie.
0: You were doing amazing, sweetie. No you. No, no you. no you. No you. No
1: you.